0: Welcome to McKinsey on insurance. I'm Ellie Larrea and I'm a partner based in our Boston office. Joining me today, I have partner colleagues Samantha Primaca from Vienna and Michael Music from Munich.
1: Hi, great to be here.
0: Hi, Elly. Thanks for having us. So Samantha, let's talk about insurance claims and especially digitization in claims, as there is so much happening right now in the industry and there's so much potential. Can you describe what are you currently seeing in Europe right now? Sure. So both digital and analytics have been um,
2: two of the core topics and claims lately, with insurers investing heavily in digitizing their claims journeys. Oftentimes, they focus on some of the core assets along the the journey, which are uh, the first notification of loss, fraud management, or claims tracking. At the same time, we see lots of service providers emerging in that space, offering digital analytics tools along the end-to-end claims process. And yet, only very few insurers manage to lift the full potential so far. So what we've seen is that several insurers uh, follow a single asset-by-asset approach and realize uh, first, sometimes even quite significant uh, potential, but oftentimes they miss the end-to-end view
0: by digitizing their full uh, customer
2: journey and the processes behind
0: That's super interesting, Samantha, and I have to say that we are certainly seeing a very similar trend here in the U.S. I think it's clear for all of us, right, that the pandemic has really served as a catalyst not only to drive adoption, but also the pace of innovation in not only insurance, but across all different industries. And I have to say that maybe the the more clear example here in the U.S., which I'm, I'm sure it's also the same in other geographies, is how claims organizations adopted some of the digital tools, like, for example, conducting appraisals virtually, right, based on pictures or videos, rather than doing that in person. It it was just unbelievable how from one day to another, everyone had to adapt. And this was one of the things that there was no question, right, it had to be done this new way, because there was no other way. So that was really a trigger for innovation or for adoption in the industry. Let me also share, there is something interesting. We just recently um, conducted a claims digital study amongst some of the insurers here in the US. And it's very interesting because I thought that, you know, it was going to be the the adoption clearly is there, but probably it's not as extreme as I would have thought it was going to be. Only 60 to 70% of them are saying, you know, they are moderately adopting some of these new digital tools or digital ways of working which to me presents a great opportunity still right so there are the, the beginning of the new innovations are here but there is still a long way to go in terms of you know how much we can do this in insurance michael so what's to come for digital and analytics for claims
1: i think personally we are looking forward to very interesting times i think change will never be as slow as today never be as slow as today I mean, if you just look around the amount of global data that we have, uh, I mean, I looked it up, right, and we had five years ago around 30 million setabytes of global data. Now we have 80 million. In five years of now, we will have 300 million. So it's an explosion of data. And just for the ones who didn't know what a setabyte is, I mean, basically, you need less than one setabyte to codify the whole human knowledge that it's available globally. So, I mean, clearly it's not about the amount of data, but having really the right technology, the right approach to get useful information out of all the data. Luckily, we now have this uh, technology. Now are at the stage where voice recognition is an error range, which is very close to humans talking to each other. We have computer vision that is able to extract data also out of images. So we're not just relying on structured data. So I think all the ingredients, technology-wise, are there, even though we will, of course, also see further acceleration there. But from an insurer and a claims head perspective, I see three main trends in the next years. So number one, it's really about a full end-to-end integration of digital analytics. We see most of insurers having some single-point solutions, some POCs, some things working, on some single elements of the value chain, but really combining this end-to-end from a data but also user experience will be key in the next five years. Second, I think the insurers and the claims organization will change in the type of services which we'll offer. I mean, of course, a claims organization needs to be in the game on classical protection, but what about moving forward to prevention, right? Ellie, this is things we have been working on, but also thinking about new value-added services that come with ecosystems playing a critical role. And last but not least, um, and that's one of topic that's very important also for me personally, the skills of our current claims workforce. It will not be that everything will be automated and we won't need claims handlers. We will need different types of claims handler with the digital the human touch having the right empathy level, but also having the right digital analytics skills to really becoming relevant in the new ways of handling claims.
0: I, I'm curious, Samantha, you've, you, you are on the ground driving a lot of claims transformations. What is your experience? How do we deliver on these trends that Michael was discussing, the ecosystems, prevention, the importance of talent, the digitally enabled human touch? What do you think?
2: So I think that from an insurer perspective, you really need to take the full market into account when digitizing claims. So in fact, most insurers don't really build journeys or the required assets on their own, but they increasingly tend to integrate assets and solutions from the various service providers that are out there. And it really helps to think in ecosystems when building your target claims journey. Take the example of motor claims. A repair network doesn't only comfort the insurer itself with uh, the discounts or with the service levels they provide, but it also really helps to integrate the customer journey and to enable um, a seamless experience from the customer perspective. If you take, for example, the online appointment booking tools um, that are available now.
0: If I may just go a bit deeper on this ecosystem point because I think it's an important one Samantha and Michael one very interesting debate that we are having now in the US at least is what is the role of the claims handler and the AI or this like digital engine in this ecosystem we know that today the claims handler the claims adjuster is at the center of the ecosystem so it's the connection between the customer and all these uh, different actors, like you were describing, Samantha, right? Repair shops, distributors, other vendors, etc. Tomorrow, or in the very near future, or in some cases it's already here, the AI engine is actually at the center of this interaction, or at least has the ability to be at the center of this interaction, connecting the customer with the other elements of the ecosystem. And to me, the interesting question is not if the AI is capable of doing that. To me, the interesting question is if we are all comfortable for the AI to play that role. It's not a technology readiness question, it's probably a human readiness question. And what I think is probably going to happen is we are going to have this transition scenario between the today and the near future where the AI engine and the human being will be interacting with each other. And one of the things that might happen is that you know, as we are interacting with the technology, we actually feel comfortable for certain claims to have the AI engine have this like customer interaction and then pull the human being or the human person really when needed at the moments of the claims journey when it really matters. Or we can go into another extreme where we certainly don't feel comfortable with the AI playing that role and we will still have the AI in the background and the human will be the one pulling the AI in a seamless manner when they needed to enhance their customer interaction. So I think it's a very interesting debate. The jury is still probably out there and we will learn a ton from this transition phase that we are talking about, which will help us understand where in this ecosystem that we are talking about will the claims adjuster, the insurance company and all the other elements finally end up being. Samantha and Michael, what are some of the Exciting things that you guys are seeing right now in Europe. What, what is making you hopeful, excited about the future of claims?
1: I think we are almost seeing an extension of our so far claims triangle. You know the three dimensions of being efficient, being effective, having good quality in claims handling, and having the right customer satisfaction. We almost see like the discussion like adding two more dimensions. So number one, really employee satisfaction. Because we all know you can't afford to lose your good people, having the right digital and analytics talent, having the right people that have the right empathy on talking to the customer using all these outputs of the AI model in a way that feels good to the customer, that he still wants to interact with an insurer of his or her choice. And the second additional dimension is on sustainability. I mean, (laughs) that's not at all an insurer specific topic. But you see talking to head of claims, how can claims organization play an important role in that in terms of how can a claims organization do still the right service in bringing the car back right on time, talking about key to key times, but thinking about, hey, can we repair rather than replace to save CO2? How can we think about our ecosystem of suppliers that they are eco-friendly, that they have the right basically set up in terms of sustainability, I mean, it adds more and more complexity to the game. We are now talking five dimensions rather than three dimensions. But I think this is also what makes this all exciting in terms of how a claims organization of the future can really excel or balance in an optimal way all those dimensions, deliver great customer service, of course, being fast and also effective, but making sure the employees are happy and in the end, the way you are repairing the car is sustainable in the way uh, for the future.
0: I love this, Michael, and I couldn't agree more, right? like I think our definition of impact across you know, insurance is evolving, right? in evolving with the new times, and it should be that way. And I, I really love how we are thinking about this and helping expand the definition of impact in the industry. Samantha, what about you? What are you excited about? Well, let me add one
2: Positive notion. Um, I think that claims has actually developed in a very positive way during the pandemic, meaning that many organizations or claims organizations were forced to accelerate their digital journeys. Um, they, they have typically started a long time ago in claims, but, um, most of them didn't finish yet. And, uh, with claims or with the varying volumes, in this case, the lower volumes, they actually needed to react to it and adapt in terms of flexibility. And that's actually a skill they need anyways. If you think about the surges that claims organizations oftentimes um, are hit with in times of natural catastrophes or, or other happenings. So that's something that, that they needed to, to do anyways. And we feel that
0: this actually helped to, to accelerate this. I almost think, Samantha, that this is an opportunity that just to raise the aspiration of claims organizations around the world right because you're right right like this the pandemic has been a catalyst for all the reasons that we've described before but at the same time i think this is the the moment of claims is now when they cannot like put it to the side right like we really need to accelerate on the transformations i my personal observation is that you know the customers are now used to a level of adoption across product services that has completely evolved from two years ago and probably claims organizations haven't catch up with that pace yet. And I think we need to think out of the box as we are thinking about how we are communicating with our customers. How do we meet them where they are? How do we surprise them in a positive way, proactively sending communications? And and I, I feel like the industry five years from now could look completely different from what it's looking right now. But for that there needs to be going back that end-to-end view on transforming the journey and very concerted efforts across data, analytics, digital, right, to, to really make it happen. And that requires commitment, that requires alignment across all levels of the organization, which I would encourage those that are here to, to really take the opportunity because we don't know what's going to happen in a few years from now. We've all learned that. And I think there is a moment that we really need to change things. There's another big trend around the future of work or the future of the workplace, right? And how not only the skills and roles will evolve, but also how we work, right? Because we will be all coming back to the workplace in a hybrid, remote, you choose, right? Like different different uh, versions of it. So I think this actually will become very, very important for claims organizations. Claims organizations typically hold one of the bigger FTE or like people groups within insurance companies. And I think it will be the responsibility of claims to literally shape shape the way for others in the organization when it comes to this. We know from our MGI reports from McKinsey Global Institute uh, reports that automation, new technologies will deeply impact some of the key roles in the insurance companies in the next decade or so. And that will have significant impact, too, in some of the claims-related uh, roles. There will be roles that disappear because they are very simple tasks that could be performed by an automation, but in general, roles won't fully disappear. They will just evolve, right? They will evolve to the new times. You will, We will require new skills, to your point earlier, Michael, and we will require you know, those roles to evolve with those skills over time. So I think that would be exciting and thinking about this strategically partnering with you know the talent and HR organizations of the insurance companies will be critical but also like how do we go back to work and how do we embrace the remote possibilities now that we have seen that it is possible to actually attract and retain exceptional talent for claims organizations I think that will be a real challenge, or better, an opportunity for for most of our clients and most of our insurance companies in the industry across different geographies. Samantha, I I love to hear. I know you are very passionate about the you know talent and, and skills and the future of work. What what do you think about it?
2: Well, I guess um, as you just mentioned, Ellie, that uh, insurers will have to follow a sort of dual strategy, um, given the significant amount of change that is needed. They will need to both um, reskill and upskill their existing uh, workforce and claim handlers, And at the same time, they will need to hire new talent. And I think um, especially with the hiring of new talent, One needs to recognize that insurers are now fighting for talent with other companies such as the the Googles and Amazons of this world. So in order to attract talent um, and with the digital analytics skills that are needed now, uh, they will also need to rethink the way they work and the flexibility they offer, etc.
1: I think there's no one-size-fits-all solution, right? It might differ by geography. It might even differ within a geography by company culture. But... I would love to see it rather as a glass half full, than a glass half empty. I mean we now have for the first time the opportunity that most claims uh, people could work remote, could work from home. On the other hand now thankfully in most countries we are also able to go back to the offices due to um, Covid and vaccinations as it's possible to meet again. So in the end it's like we could almost have like a best of both worlds and my view would be we won't go back completely to 100% in the office. We might also not stay 100% remote, but there might be a good mix. And if this mix means everyone being in there one day or two days, I think that really will differ company by company. But in the end, each organization can talk about when is it really relevant that people are in the same room, meet each other and talk to each other, and when it's actually good that you are on your own, basically working on certain tasks, working on some projects. So again... I like to think about it more in a positive way as an opportunity here.
0: Maybe to that point, Michael, we said earlier that we see claims roles evolving, right, over time. I would say that, you know, today we all know like claims roles are typically, you know, focused on technical ad- claims adjudications and they have a little bit of this administrative burden, and more the low value added tasks that they need to do as part of the work. I think in the future there are probably three types of roles that we can see in claims organizations, you know, grow over time. The first one is the digitally enabled claims handling. So there is this concept around yes, we have data and analytics that will really make the role of the claims handler much easier or more seamless. But we need people that will be able to interact, right? And and, and communicate and seamlessly pick the right information to communicate to the customer. And that will mean that the skills needed for that role will need to change. The second one is claims prevention. I think we said earlier that prevention will be one of the big themes in the next few years. That means that we will need more and more professionals within insurance companies that will be able to be dedicated to that role. And this is a role that there is in pockets in some organizations, but it will probably grow dramatically over the next few years. And it will be focused around monitoring, uh, prevention and mitigation and then thirdly, I would say there is uh, what we normally call this continuous improvement and risk management role. What, what does this mean? I was explaining earlier how we will need to learn from the AI engine and this, like, you know, with, with data and analytics. The role of the claims handler, in some cases, will need to actually be, like, sitting down, like, trying to train and trying to improve those algorithms, too, so so that we can continuously improve the outcomes that come from that, and we can adjust the most effective way our claims to better serve the customer. So there will be a role there of person or a few people, a team that will be interacting with these algorithms to make sure that they are being built the right way and they are continuously learning, right and, and grabbing all the experience and expertise that is needed to make them better. And obviously, this is not going to happen over overnight, right? It will require a journey. but you know it's a journey that we will need to make together, right? The technology and humans. Well, with this, thank you, Michael and Samantha, for such a lively and interesting conversation. I think we can all agree there is a lot of potential. I love your, your phrase, Michael. Let's see the, the glass half full. Let's be hopeful and let's take this as an opportunity to really bring claims organizations and the claims power to the next level. And to the audience, those that have been listening, thank you very much. Remember to subscribe to the McKinsey on Insurance podcast, wherever you get your podcast.